The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by a guest speaker. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this message are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. That's online, wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. 8474. It's my pleasure to introduce our morning devotion speaker in chapel this morning. The Reverend James Lim is uh, currently the senior pastor of Faith Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Long Beach, California, where he has served for the past seven years. Uh, Prior to that, he was also an assistant pastor at various locations, including, I believe, Savannah, Georgia. I think you, you were there as well. But even before that, he graduated from this august institution receiving his Master of Divinity at 2004. And at that time, James, I remember you didn't have as much white hair. Ministry can be tough, huh? Uh, so he has a wife, Taylor, two kids, 14 and 11, and he's, he's come today to bring us God's Word. So come, James. Good morning. It is my uh, privilege and honor to be with you, uh, to, to share with you um, devotional uh, meditation and and thoughts on God's Word. If you'd open your Bibles with me uh, to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. Just the introductory section that Jesus gives prior to the Lord's Prayer to to consider how to pray, um, you know, when we pray and what pray ought to to be characterized and uh, the difference between inauthentic, hypocritical prayer and authentic, uh, true, intimate prayer with God. So let's let's open with prayer. Let's pray together. Ask for God's help in, in hearing and preaching of his word. Our Father, we thank you for this time, I pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to descend and condescend to us and with us, that you would indwell in us and illuminate our hearts and our minds to convict us and to console us with your truth, truth that is found in Jesus Christ. Lord, would you be with your people who are preparing for ministry, uh, to, um, that you would speak to them as well through this word, But, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us as believers, as your children, just needy, needy for you, our Heavenly Father, to be able to just speak to you, uh, speak to you as we are, speak to you as you are. And, Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to indwell in me that I might give your people, future leaders, future ministers, missionaries, evangelists, uh, fathers and mothers uh, who would raise their children, Whatever vocation you are calling them to, Lord, would you bless your word through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hear now the reading of God's holy word, beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. 
And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. You know, I remember uh, the very first time I stepped foot on this campus and audited a course, and you know, it was kind of one of those you know, semin- seminary for a day uh, events, and I sat in on Dr. Klein, uh, my, an old, old Testament professor who went to be with the Lord uh, several years ago. And I remember sitting there in class, not knowing what to expect, and you know, this very um, old, frail man with, with lots of gray hair, white hair actually, and, and uh, later on we, you know, kind of, his hair would be uh, a little bit poofy, and uh, we, we'd say that's the glory cloud entering, um, <laughs> entering into, into the class. And anyhow, I had no idea whether I was going to come to the school or not. I had no idea who Dr. Klein was. And he came and he was frail and with his very weak, uh, elderly voice, uh, began with prayer and I closed my eyes. And it was a prayer unlike any other prayer I'd ever heard. It was as if I had never prayed before. Uh, It made me feel like all my prayers were so shallow, superficial, um, contrived. Uh, It it was as if I didn't know how to pray because I was in the presence of one who was so intimately knowledgeable of who God is, not as a scholar, not as a teacher, not even as a minister, but as a believer, a child of God who knew God as their heavenly father, as his heavenly father. Knew him so well that just came across with every word. And he, it was as if he transported us up into the heavenly places, that by faith we, we were kind of flies on the wall of his closet in prayer. And, and we, we were so moved uh, that he knew God. And we felt the shallowness of our own relationship. And, I, and so at the end of his prayer, there was no dry eye in the class, let alone mine. I was weeping uh, because it was, it was the kind of uh, movement of, of prayer that just touches you. And, and at that moment, I think you know, that was when I decided, like, I, I'm coming here. <laughs> and uh, those of you who, who, uh, who knew Dr. Klein uh, will attest to the same truth as well. Uh, But from then on, uh, it's always been a struggle for me um, that, you know, with the various, with all the the classes, with all the the, uh, seminars, and with all the internships, one of the most difficult aspects of my own formation was the, the ministerial life of prayer. And so from then on, you know, moving into to uh, an internship with Terry Johnson in Savannah, Georgia. He taught me a lot about um, cultivating a, a very strong life of prayer. And, and I thought to myself, well, I want to continue to grow and develop in that area. And, 
And so I began studying a little bit more and I wanted to share with you this morning, you know, how to cultivate that kind of prayer, that kind of life of authentic, intimate prayer with God. The, the kind of prayer where, where when, you, when you pray in public, your, own, your people will know that you know God and that, that you, you would inspire them through this, this means, this public means of grace. You would inspire your people to pray in the same way because that's, that's how you shepherd them. You shepherd them in teaching them how to pray through your prayer life. And so I want us to look then this morning here in Matthew chapter 6, the heart of an authentic, intimate life of prayer, um, something that uh, is caught and taught, and uh, something that I, I hope that you as, as future ministers will, will uh, thirst for, will hunger for, uh, will devote your life to this kind of intimate prayer, and, uh, and also you know, for, for future ministers, missionaries, uh, whatever the Lord is calling you to do uh, from here, I hope that uh, my, some of what I talk about will be helpful to you. So first, let's look at, let's look at, at the heart of an authentic life of prayer. Uh, true prayer is sincere prayer with a desire to please God. Uh, the context of, of chapter 6 here is Jesus is talking about how not to be a hypocrite. You know, he's, he's, he's talking about the contrast between how the Pharisees uh, live and, and, uh, and, and, and are, uh, conduct their, their lives as opposed to authentic disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he talks about hypocrisy in giving, right? Don't give in public, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't ostentatiously give. And then, and then uh, how, to, how to not be a hypocrite in fasting, you know? And then, he, and then here in the middle, he talks about how not to be a hypocrite in prayer. So he tells us not to pray hypocritically in order to please men, right? Who we pray for uh, is a very important thing. Look at, look at verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. That word hypocrite describes the idea of, of a play actor, someone who puts on a mask, plays a different person. And Jesus is saying, don't pray as if you're acting. Uh, you look at what he says. He says, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at street corners that they may be seen by others. And so Jesus is getting at the character and the disposition and the motivations of our hearts as we pray. Do we pray for God or do we pray for ourselves? What is it about prayer that we love? Do we pray only around people or do we pray when we're all alone and there's no audience? And, um, and, he, and in other words, you know, as future ministers, it's going to be very easy for you at some point to begin to neglect your, your personal devotional life, your personal life of prayer, uh, your personal communion and fellowship with the Lord. And it comes out in different ways, and, uh, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but, but it's very easy for us to become Pharisees, where we study the scriptures all week, we study, you know, we parse out every verb and noun in the Greek or the Hebrew, we put together a, a really great uh, uh, outline of, of what the of what your sermon's gonna be like, and not once have we gone on our knees and asked the Lord for prayer, in prayer. And then we get up and, and, you know, in front of all of our people and we pray for the first time that week. 
So Jesus is, is telling us, you know, don't pray for, for an audience. But how do we do that? How do we, how do we uh, stop, keep ourselves from, from praying um, hypocritically? And, you know, he, he, he tells us, he says, uh, not to stand up and be hypocrites. And then he, and he tells us what it, the character of it. Look, look at what else he goes on to say. He says, truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Like when we pray for other people, uh, the irony here that Jesus is talking about is when you pray for other people, you get your reward. Why? Because you get the response of their adulation. You get your oohs and ahs. Uh, oh, that was a great prayer, Pastor. Oh, it was amazing. You just really blessed me. And maybe on one, on one hand, you know, it could reflect a, an authentic prayer. But on the other hand, if it's the first time you've actually prayed that week, uh, you, maybe you worked the prayer in such a way that, that you wanted to get those adulations. And, um, and so we're not praying to God, but we're praying for men, for others. And, it, and, um, and that reward of, of worldly fleeting praise uh, you know, is the reward that, that God is talking about here. So how do we keep from being hypocrites in prayer? Um, how do we keep our praying in public from becoming a public display of, of religious hypocrisy? And Jesus gives us the answer. That true prayer is, is also secret prayer. Secret prayer where God is our one and only true audience. That Jesus gives us the, uh, the essence of authentic prayer here. Look at verse 6 with me. But when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. Now, here Jesus isn't forbidding public prayer, but what he's doing is he's giving us the proper order of an authentic prayer life. The proper order of an authentic prayer life, prayer life is that private prayer first, and then out of the outflow of, of deep, intimate, private prayer comes a, a public life of prayer as well. Think about it. Isn't, isn't that, isn't that the, the definition of hypocrisy when, when you're one way in private and you're a different way in public? Right? Uh, when we don't pray, we don't have an intimate, strong prayer life with the Lord in private, but, but we, we try to put on a good face on a Sunday morning that's hypocrisy, brothers and sisters. All right, imagine being married or having a, a being married to a wife or a husband. Uh, imagine or having a, 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 a you love a you know you there's someone that you love, uh, say your fiance, right? Or, or and you're gonna get married and, and uh, imagine imagine only. Showing your love and affection for them, not in public, but only in, not in private, but only in public. That when there's people around, you're holding hands, you have your arms around your other one, you just, you love them, you, you know, you show your affection, but as soon as nobody else is around, you are cold as ice with your, with that, with your spouse. That's, that's hypocrisy. How much more so would that be the case? When in private, we don't talk to God. We don't give God the time of day in our, when we're all alone. But all of a sudden, when there's other Christians around, we're the first ones to volunteer to pray. 
That we're, we're the ministers who come up every Sunday and we pray publicly, but when we're all by ourselves, we don't give God the time of day. We don't go to the Lord asking, knocking, seeking. We don't knock on his door asking him for help. That's hypocrisy, brothers and sisters. And so the right order that Jesus is is talking about here is the private first and then the public. And then not only is it uh, not... True prayer is not only secret prayer, but it's also substantive prayer out of a true knowledge of who God is and for his glory. Look at verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And so we can't pray mindlessly, right? Babbling here. The word that he uses is babbling. And I really think a lot about um, those Peanuts cartoons, right? where the adults are speaking and the kids, you know, you can make the kids' uh, voices out, but the parents are like, wah, 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 wah. That's the way, that, that's what happens when we pray mindlessly. We babble. Um, and we pray re- repetitiously. Um, brothers and sisters, one of the most important aspects of your ministry is, is the ministry of prayer. And so I'd want to encourage you to cultivate a strong, as strong a sense of prayer as you're preaching. It is a form of pulpit speech, uh, my mentor used to tell me. And so, you know, cultivate an edifying prayer life. Um, And uh, there's some very good books on that. I think of Isaac Watts, A Guide to Prayer, Matthew Henry's A Method for Prayer, uh, Tim Keller's uh, Prayer. Uh, So um, cultivate a prayer life grounded in the public, uh, so it overflows into your, pri- in, uh, grounded in the pu- private, overflowing to the public for the edification of your people. And that will be just as important as your preaching, as your teaching, as your counseling. Um, don't, don't let it be a neglected part of your ministerial and ministry preparation. And so pray, pray knowing who God is. Don't pray mindlessly. Don't pray pray repetitiously, uh, but consider it as a means of grace and, and pray, pray, pray as a way in which you are aligning your heart with the heart of the Father. Uh, I think C.S. Lewis talks something about this where he prays and he's, he's struggling with prayer and he, he, he confesses that, that he prays not to bend God's will to his, but for, him to bend, for God to bend his will to, to God's in prayer. So it's, like, it's kind of like a, a, um, a compass that, that where you're, you're learning to point to true north, and then whatever you ask for is, is that if it's in God's will, God will answer, that he promises to answer that. Your father knows, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So, so, so my, my encouragement and exhortation to you uh, this morning is to, is uh, the way that you don't pray hypocritically is to pray sincerely, uh, to pray privately and let it overflow into every other aspect of your, your prayer life, including your public, your family, with your spouse. Uh, pray sincerely uh, in secret and then pray substantively, um, not mindlessly or repetitiously, but use, the, use God's word as the grammar of your prayer. That's what Matthew Henry's book is all about. It's all these different aspects of prayer 
for using the language of the scriptures themselves. That was a very important lesson for me. And, uh, and if we do that, prayer will become like a gospel breathing in and a gospel breathing out. That when we pray, we're saturated and uh, saturated with the love of God, with the intimacy that we experience with God, and it will come out in our prayers. And that, that's what I experienced that first day when I heard Dr. Klein pray. Um, I, I, let me just, I just want to, I hope I'm not taking too much time, but I just want to share, um, uh, share a written prayer from Dr. Klein. And, and just, I just, you can, you, can hear, you can hear the intimacy that he has with the Lord as, as he prayed. We thank thee that all the necessary resources are indeed available for we ask of thee in the name of Jesus. We so come and ask of thee in his name, and we pray, O Lord, that would receive us this day into thy favor and stretch forth thy hand upon us with blessing. We thank thee for the word of the prophets, which keeps lifting up our eyes unto things most important, those heavenly things where our citizenship is with Christ Jesus. We are so prone to be caught up in the mentality of the men of this world who are indifferent toward thee, and who even scoff at the reality of thy presence and thy coming and thy final judgment. But we know that thou art the living God, with whom all men have to do, and before whom all accounting shall be given. We are persuaded out of thy word that there does come a day when the preaching of the gospel shall cease, and all must stand before thee, the great day of resurrection of judgment. And we pray that we might be gripped by the seriousness of history and of our lives and of our ministry. We pray then that thou would speak to us through thy word in this calling to be persuaders of men, that they should be reconciled to thee through thy son, Jesus Christ. So bless us in our studies. Uh, I, I just want to encourage you to, uh, to be intimate with the Lord in prayer and let everything else flow out of that. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this wonderful word. Help us not to be hypocrites. Help us to to intimately commune with you alone because we love you. Lord, impress these truths to our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Copyright 2018, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.